Ladies and gentlemen. What you gonna do? Brother, 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 brother. closer to probably like half an hour ago because then we saw the end of the NBA Finals game. Um, Close to an hour ago, but yeah, well, whatever. It's almost been late. Anywho, uh, we have some words here from the newly crowned Deep Six Predictions champion, that'd be Angelo. Let's see if this mic can pick up the might sound of the spinner belt. Might be a little closer. Uh, really close. There we go. Yeah, all the podcast viewers, oh, it's rumbling and tumbling. Yeah. 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 So yeah, this is a spinner belt battle. Yeah, it's been for a while, but it's news to me. When was the last time you had this? Um, about two years ago. That's insane, like dude. June, that's July a drought. 19, yeah, that's, that's I, a I drought. lost at SummerSlam. You've been uh, on the genre scene. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> well, what happened here was, I guess, like this is a product I actually watched with Ryan. So <laughs> mm. <laughs> it makes sense. That's fair, dude. That, that, that's sure bit. as hell. Yeah. So I can't wait to lose it at probably SummerSlam again, like I did last year. <laughs> But yeah. I have no idea what's going on. But hey, man, I'm just I'm happy you the product. <laughs> I'm just happy that the title is with an impact boy. That's true. You should be glad that two guys who watched the show one of them won the title. Yeah. So. And the yeah. other one was close. Like I, I was, I was, yeah, I was, was a close one off. You were close yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, so I, I wasn't Jake or no, you were second line. Uh, so oh, we forgot to ask, how did Raquel do with her? She beat them. <laughs> yeah. She beat Jake instead. <laughs> Um, Randy Orton. Should we just touch on the ending of this? Yes. I mean, I so, that's what's uh, hot on Twitter. So, yes. Angelo is going to be dipping out of this quickly, but we're going to talk about what happened at the end of the show. Fresh on the mind. Fresh on the mind and probably the biggest thing to talk about. So, Kenny Omega did retain the Impact World Championship match after a... The match. He retained the match. He replaced. He retained the title <laughs> after the match. Uh, Jay White. The light went out and Jay White came out. Uh, current New Japan... Never openly champion. Set to defend that title against David Finley, who also appeared on this pay per view as a surprise with Finn Juice. Um, part of Finn Juice, I should say. Uh, so, Angela, I'll toss it to you first. What's your initial reaction coming out of that match? And uh, just uh, ignore the, te- the thing ignoring, after. Ignore, ignoring the uh, team. What was your oh, reaction sure. to that? Just so we can hear something. Like Jay White coming out? To Jay White, the match yeah. itself, whatever you want. The match itself, I thought, was pretty phenomenal. I mean, I think. Expected a lot more tomfoolery. Obviously, no DQ, so weapons were involved. There really wasn't much interference outside of Don Cal stepping in the last second. Yeah. But, um, no, it was solid. I mean, Sammy Callahan, even in a loss, got a tremendous rub throughout the whole past couple months from the whole buildup. And then tonight, um, you make him look like a superstar. So, I mean, that's, that's the best thing you want when you still have Kenny Omega as the champion. Agreed. Um, Ryan and Joey will talk about this a little later, but... Uh... The big thing coming out of this, aside from Jay White showing up uh, to appear to possibly challenge Omega, is as this was happening, commentary was acting as if somebody was running out, and then the show cut off, the feed cut out, 
And uh, thanks to Sean Rossap on Twitter, we found out that it was Finn Juice running down to attack Jay White. He laid out Juice with the Blade Runner and then ducked out of the ring. So. Well, you can see that you can see was somebody was coming out. out. Yeah. yeah. Um, my initial reaction is just that this is the most TNA way to end a pay per view. <laughs> okay, so, like, I brought up what I think happened, and I think that Impact meant to cut the feed as the aerial was going up of just Jay staring down to Kenny, Callis, the Good Brothers doing the two sweet. That's when I think it was supposed to cut. I think we weren't supposed to see the Finn Juice running because I think that's probably going to be like something that they show either at a later date or just for um, the crowd. New Japan oh. or the crowd because obviously as we point out after once we found out what happened we point out that David Finley and Jay are facing each other in New Japan at the LA show the resurgence I think it's called yeah um, so it was I think that's what it was supposed to do was to try to build for that and be like a uh, New Japan exclusive because I'm sure New Japan is going to put on New Japan World Jay White's interaction with J- Kenny. Um, they already retweeted the the actual like video on Twitter. Okay. Um, so my only thing about why I don't think it is like that it was something we weren't supposed to see is because commentary was still very, they, were they were like yeah, yeah they I were still reacting regardless it was definitely like a production mishap yes. yeah. <laughs> which, and unfortunately it's pretty common in yeah. fact and which honestly is, it's a shame like if they just got that down to Z they'd be a really solid promotion uh, you know well they're one step ahead right now not of like anybody else but they're, they've, they're, right. they've moved a step mean, forward because they have fans so we didn't have fans. the as you guys call the cafeteria noise but yeah. we didn't have that tonight we had a very lively low number crowd but like I thought it was dedicated fan base they all chanted for the right people they booed the right people they cheered like Rohit Raju Getting getting cheers, okay, getting but, cheered more than Ace Austin when Rohit Ro- Ro- Raju the last time that fans were around. I feel like it was probably pretty low on the card. Yeah, but I feel like if they're hard, like Angelo said, they're hardcore impact. Yeah, they've been watching. I feel like he's been a pretty big name in the That's fair. Pandemic era. Yeah, because um, as, as we, me and Angelo pointed out, like on the podcast, most of the time, like from where Rohit was when we first started watching. As like a joke jobber guy, losing everything. No so one wanted the team with him, remember? right? Yeah, nobody right. wanted to be with him. The big surprise of him winning the X Division title, where some of us were like, "Okay, well, Chris Bay should have retained the title." That, yeah. that was stupid. But like seeing this, I, I kind of want to say the X Division star. Yeah, he was a star weekly, uh, and he's continued to be like a on the mic. He's fantastic. In the ring, he's not as flashy as the other guys in the X Division, and he's not as powerful and like sound, technically sound as Josh Alexander, but he holds his own. Yeah. Um, okay, so the other news coming out of the show that we want to get through at the beginning is Bound for Glory was announced on this show, and not just regular Bound for Glory, it was announced for October 23rd in Las Vegas, and they announced it's a cross-promotional show between Impact, AAA, AEW, New Japan, and obviously the ending set up Jay White. Do we think it happens at Bound for Glory? Do you think it happens sooner, or do you think the match happens in New Japan? Where do you think this happens? I think it has to. Like, I think that's the match you do for Kenny's return to New Japan. Okay. 
I just think that, like, considering how low, and I don't want to be like, okay, well, let's shit on Impact, but Impact gets really low numbers. And Jay and Kenny, yes, that's a huge match, but it's still not going to draw a lot just because Impact. Like, it'll draw more than Impact usually draws, but it's not going to be, like, a, like, significant, like, amount of people or like you know realistically you know yeah I mean? unfortunately you're right and the other thing is we don't know what like would it be if it's for the impact belt maybe yeah but considering that's the lowest of the three world titles that he has i think the way i i i, I even want to go a step further and say respectively i think the never open weight title is more respected than the Impact title right now. Because you've gone from Shingo to Jay. You had Tanahashi in there for a bit. In the you had Suzuki. Like the, the name value for those guys are all better than most of the roster of Impact. Yeah. Um, to play devil's advocate, though, this happened on an Impact show. And it's not like AEW doesn't exist. If New Japan, if New Japan, AEW, and Impact were planning on this match to happen in AEW, I feel like they would have had Jay show up on Dynamite in front of a packed arena that would literally explode for this. Yeah, but that's why I think it's going to happen under an Impact show, and the fact that we know that this is happening on because it would make no sense if it was like Jay versus Kenny for the Impact title. AEW exactly right. At that point, they're just kind of like just using Impact for their talent. Exactly. But that's the thing <laughs> that I'm thinking of. Right. Is it going to be for the Impact title, or is it a title versus yeah, title? Yeah, that's what we don't know. Like, but he just didn't really, also, he didn't really, he didn't formally challenge him to anything. Right. Well, say a the only thing is, if he's going to challenge for one of Kenny's titles. It's gonna now. It's probably gonna be the impact belt solely because it happened on the right. impact show. You wouldn't have that's to show up at the, impact and then challenge right, for the right. AEW not title. Gonna, not gonna that's fair. I ha- I want to play a weird devil's advocate here and say, what if it's a non-title match? I don't and it's do it. Bullet Club versus the Elite at that show. At Bound for Glory. At Bound for Glory, you can have just of the people who are. We know live in America of Bullet Club. Jay, Tamatanga, Tongaloa, Kenta. That's four people. Yeah. You can have Juice. Juice is not in Bullet Club. Oh, I'm just thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I don't remember. Um, Oh, Jesus. Juice Club. So Jay. G.O.D. (laughs) Flamboyant Club. And Kenta. You can get Phantasmo. Oh, and Phantasmo. And then for. The Elite, Kenny, The Bucks, and The Good Brothers. We already know it's a co-branded show. You, that's three different companies all mm-hmm. in one match. It's possible. And I feel like that would be... It doesn't sacrifice your title. It doesn't sacrifice Jay's title. It gets... You're going to get the viewers from all three companies looking at this because Bullet Club is still... No matter how many people are like, oh, this is the worst incarnation of Bullet Club, they still fucking sell merch. They still are followed by a lot of people online. And New Japan, while it's not as big as WWE, 
It's not as big in America as AEW. It's still got a lot of international draw. Mm. And that's what AEW, I feel like, is missing. Mm-hmm. And you can draw that in on this. If all three of those companies actually give a fuck and advertise properly for the show, this could be the biggest non-WWE show in a long time. I don't think that's going to come anywhere close to it. I don't think this is... I, the way the numbers that AEW does for their papers, I don't think Impact will come close to that glory. I don't care. That's what I'm saying. If all three of the companies put all their lot forward for this show, yeah, it just depends how much they try. So right now, yes. we have so my thoughts. Well, because New, New Japan, New Japan is all in on Impact. Like they they bring out the Impact titles. They had they had fucking Naito and Sonata on. Backstage promos trying to vie for the Impact title. Tag well, I don't know if that was Impact. That might just been them doing that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, is New yeah, Japan yeah. is all in. Okay. Yeah. They're they're bringing the they're, when they have the New Japan guys on Impact. They put their those matches on their platform. I I still don't know if I would say Bound for Glory is going to be the biggest. It could be. I think it's safe. I also think it's interesting that they didn't announce a venue or tickets. Be a that is actually yeah. because if it's like random or T-Mobile Arena maybe if, if it's T-Mobile or if it's MGM Grand that's if so that's AEW level yeah so my yeah, thought process okay T-Mobile is WWE so my thought process to this it won't be T-Mobile I don't think that's gonna happen if it's MGM Grand then I would assume that you can that we can all assume that this is a fully co-branded show and all the companies are going to promote it. If it's where ROH used to run their anniversary shows, which yeah. I don't remember what that's called, then I would assume this is going to be an impact show that has a couple like talents yeah. from each of those shows, but is not fully. Co-branded. I think the, the safe bet is I think the safe bet is that um, it's Kenny versus Jay for the impact title. I mean, that's pretty. I think that's the safe bet. Um, I mean, or you can do Kenny versus him for the never open. I, I think, have Kenny collect that belt I think too. Jay loses the op. So what I was going to say is I looked up, I have New Japan Resurgence. This happens on August 14th, which is a Saturday. There's no AEW thing. Yeah. I think if you wanted to, if they're going to build this like through all three companies, I think Kenny shows up on that show and maybe costs Jay the belt to Finley. Mm, okay. And Finley gets yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Angelo, I know that you didn't want to be here for too long. So do you have any other thoughts you want to share on Jay, Kenny, Bound for Glory, or the pay-per-view? Um... I will say Bound for Glory is, is it their biggest pay-per-view or it's like their, yeah. one of their big two? Yeah, one of the big two. It's the anniversary. Um, I, I just don't think they get away with not defending the Impact title at Bound for Glory, even though it no, sounds like a great idea to yeah. have a huge match with yeah, all the yeah, yeah, together. Maybe it's a, a lower card thing because we still do like Bucks and Good Brothers versus New Bullet Club, yeah. know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's... We got to see what the participation of like AEW is in promoting. At what we've seen so far is they don't recognize Impact outside of the Impact corridors. Right, right. So if that changes, that could really bring up uh, yeah. numbers and make them use a bigger venue. I think. So. I think like it comes down to uh, regardless of what the show is going to look like, it's going to be Jay versus Omega. In what capacity? No idea. Right. But like, they it's going to be. That's what they're building to. It's they, obvious. They deserve it. Good audience. Yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. So like, regardless of whatever happens. The only other um, what if scenario happens here is that New Japan's the historic G1 Climax tournament is happening in September to October. You think about opening? 
Bound for Glory is set to uh, happen on October 23rd. Uh, and most likely Jay will be in the G1 because he's one of the biggest stars in New Japan. Yeah, and, that's of and, they, and, they, and they need They people. need him. <laughs> However, <laughs> we have seen all the issues in New Japan this year with the, far, the non-Japanese talent and the way the company's being run with COVID. So there's questions to be asked. Will Jay White be in the G1 Climax? And if he is in the G1 Climax, does he make it back for Bound for Glory? Which, again, the G1 ends on October 21st. That's and true. he would have to fly back to... Uh, Thing, but you also have to remember. Typically, people in the G one risk the run of getting injured because right. of how long and how hard right. the tournament is. Right, where they wrestle through injury. Exactly. Yeah. So there's questions to be asked, and I think that if Jay skips the G one, I would assume AEW and or Impact have to offer New Japan something in return, which I think the, I think the prime contender would be if they're going to do this. No, oh. I think it's Kenny back to New Japan for a match with Ibushi in Japan. Oh, okay. Out of the Tokyo. You could do it at Tokyo Dome, or if, and then if Impact has to offer people, they would obviously send over people for, 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 for I would assume, title match? Well, I wouldn't say World Tag League, I would say... Um, oh, for the G1. No. Uh, just have them That's the Super Junior. Yeah, they have the X Division, they've already used yeah. Chris Bay, you can get Josh Alexander yeah, and TJP. stuff. They have a bunch of people you can just offer. Just have Omega enter the G1. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. call up. I don't know what they would do uh, if they would do Ibushi and Omega non-title. I feel like they would want a title attached to it. Yeah. AEW title? No. No. I don't know. The impact um, title. Unless Ibushi wins the title from Shingo back. Again. Mm. But that's well, a timeline you said for the G1 Climax. When is that? Jay White wins or goes to the finals. Well, so, if it, so basically, if you the tournament is... Um, they wrestle every day, even when they're not on, because it's better, it's two blocks, mm-hmm. and so block A wrestles, and then on the block B. I mean, last year they didn't just because of COVID, but block B normally wrestles in tag matches, so he'd be on those shows. Uh, and then the finals, even if he doesn't make it to the finals, Is typically, part of that part? yeah. Okay. But theoretically, he could fly out and bigger, do the matches. The bigger guys that are not wrestling in tag matches, they usually don't go as hard. Like, like, like Naito usually like doesn't take his shirt off. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot of the big guys, like a lot of big names, just don't take their shirt off, and then it's kind of like. So whatever. we're still yeah. have what? It's July. How many it's months? Over? Two months away from September. So three months away from October. So there's still a lot to be known about Bound for Glory. Uh, one where it is again. You can have Omega versus Shingo. I guess. Yeah, fresh. I, but I, I still think Dakota is the bigger. Dakota will make because the of the history. Yeah. So which, if that's the case, Hangman, I don't think is. No, I still think Hangman's got to take the AEW title. I don't think AEW is yeah. going to sacrifice their biggest not, story. That's not, fair. Like this, for, this, for if you, just having watched like yeah, the past no two way. weeks, like, yeah. this is the hottest story in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. You can, and you can tell that like, TK cares about the fans, and they he sees how over. I think he would be willing to let Omega Man lose, is. and then go like, to New Japan. Yeah, so. yeah. I think the the other thing I want to point out. So I did look up at the venue. The ROH one. Yeah. So the ROH venue is between. Uh, 1200 to 1500. Yeah, that's not a lot. So, but yeah. that's what your typical impact show is looking like. Right. Well, it's even less. Right. It's a lot less. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I'm talking, like, I'm talking like, no, I'm, I'm talking just like, looking, pre COVID, I'm saying. That's why I was going to look yeah. up is like, what was the anniversary before then? Yeah, I think that's like, impact could sell it out, no problem, especially with like some added people on there um, for a pay per view. It's just, again, if you're looking at Impact compared to, like, an AEW show, that would be the venue that they would go to. Or even if you're looking at, like, New Japan, when they did their U.S. tour, um, not, like, the G1 show, they were running, like, the 2300 arena 
for hmm. ECW, which I think is similar capacity, but maybe less. So it's definitely less than Rock Yeah. The last show that they did, the last anniversary. Yeah. Before COVID, huh? Was at Gillies Dallas. What the hell is that? It is a. Uh, it's a complex, so they've got multiple rooms. I don't know how many people are there. Well, it didn't. It doesn't. They don't say. It just says sell out. There's like eight different rooms, right? And they <laughs> they vary from three thousand eight hundred to two hundred and fifty. Huh. Most of them are four hundred and fifty people. Okay. Um, but like it doesn't. They just listed that it's. Gillies Dallas. They don't listen to what room it was in. So I don't know. If if like even that could be bigger than that's all four hundred. Yeah, like that could if they're gonna do the Sam's whatever, Sam's Town thing that I said. Yeah. That's a big step forward than what Impact has been running, it seems. Yeah. But again, I would say that if it's a fully cross promotional show, then it wouldn't be there. Just because yeah. I feel like everybody would want like a portion of the ticket page. I think it's a, it's a good, it's a big area because they're going to Vegas for this. Yeah. So like that that's a good touristy spot for it. It's not like no. Nashville where there's not like a fight. There's not like I have a question. Does uh, Jay and Kenny have to be at that show? No. Is it a possibility no. that it could be at the New York show for AEW? Mm, well, when does the G one start again? I don't think it would be possible. No. No. I think I think. The G one starts. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in a second. I want to let Angela get out of here. Angela, do you have anything you want to say before I uh, leave? Before you sign off? Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Uh, I have the belt now. I'll run away with it now. You're safe for the weekend too. You can't lose it. I know. I I can't. Well, I can. I can still lose tomorrow. Yeah, but you can't lose. You can't lose the title. I can't lose the title. You still get a punishment. Yeah. Sometimes I care more about the punishment. (laughs) You hold it. You you holding the title and you still have to do a punishment. That's very likely. I mean, that can be worse. I don't think you're losing the J. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, man. I just want to put it forward that since I am Angelo's speaker right now, Angelo's told me privately that he's putting the title on the line for every Impact Plus show as well. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. Want, he doesn't want to lose. His, so, he doesn't want to lose the title at SummerSlam. Talk yeah. about it as a group of what shows are appropriate. I was thinking like you know GCW and uh, any, any GCW homecoming show. baby. Maybe yeah. we make it uh, a short range for Angela. Extreme Extreme Midget Wrestling. I was yeah. thinking, yeah, of course. You know, so. That's a great idea. Yeah, well, we'll talk. Hardcore Hustle. Yeah, Hardcore Hustle. Yeah, but only when uh, Jake Petrillo debuts. The thank you show we have to watch. No, yeah. if, he, if he's on a show, we gotta predict him. Yeah, absolutely. And we all gotta predict against him. That's <laughs> his debut. No further comments. It's his debut. Did you know that a pregnant man emoji is coming to Apple? Wow. Sorry. What? <laughs> Alright, so Angelo has now left the building. Thank the Lord. Well, he'll turn. Uh, so now we'll go through the rest of the card here, um, and then we'll come back to Kenny and Sammy at the end. Um, but so we're starting off the show. We were very confused about the pre-show situation uh, as we attempted to watch on Access and uh, Twitch. It just kept replaying the same. Video Couldn't find it. And then eventually it cut to the the match, which was Havoc and Rosemary. Uh, with the rest of the Decay versus Fire and Flava for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship. 
Um, really have much to say about this. I thought it was a fine opener. Um, uh, Havoc and Rosemary won. The crowd was pretty happy with this, so I feel like it was a nice start to the show. So new tag champs are crowned Rosemary and Havoc. First title That's change just... for the crowd back. Yeah, that is true. Back. This was the no, we did have another title change tonight. Uh, so we have that. Ryan, you have anything to say about this? You are the impact guy. <laughs> it's the it's 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 the women's tag titles and I don't know I I I feel like Kira and Tasha have been some of the most entertaining knockouts in this whole pandemic era. Um, I don't know Havoc. I, I don't connect with Rosemary and Decay at all. Havoc has been, I think it's weird that Havoc brought in her supposed best friend to be her tag partner for basically the entire pandemic, just to have her leave and be like, okay, she's gone, get a title with a new partner that you've had one match with. Um, I don't know. The Knockouts Tag Division is, like, they've got teams that I care about. Havoc and Rosemary are not one of them. Um, I think it's weird that out of all Decay, the new person in Decay gets a title first before Black Tours, who went for the X Division title, and him and Crazy Steve went for the tag titles, and they couldn't get those done. I don't know. I feel like I, I want Tasha and Kara to go and win this, just because, again, it's kind of wishful thinking that like I wanted the Iconics to show up. And that would have been a, I, just like their personalities would be a real fun time on the mic, them versus Fire and Flavor. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's um, without reason to think they'll show up at some point. Yeah. Um, I still don't think they will. I still think they're going to AEW. I think they're just going to, I just think because of the Spears connection. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought it was a final three show. Joey, any thoughts? Um, no, not really. I haven't. I don't watch Impact Weekly, so I don't really know about this. If this is even a feud, I don't know how long they've been going at it. And uh, I feel like what Ryan said. I feel like the knockouts tag champion, like uh, tag titles, just kind of float around. Is that true? And just kind of like who, whoever gets it gets it. Like there's no really. There's been a. F- uh, the issue basically was for this feud was Rosemary or not Rosemary Tasha and Kiara had basically beaten the entire division because there were two other teams um, and okay. one of them was Sue, Susan and Kimberly who are not treated as actual top quality talent right and the other was Rachel and Jordan who were like breaking looked like they were going to break up okay so to that extent, yeah, it was kind of like, okay, well, we're just throwing teams at that here. But, I don't know, like, I feel like, Rafe, like, if the Iconics weren't going to come, I feel like Rachel and Jordan have a better claim and a better story with Tasha and Kimber, or Tasha and Kara, than Rosemary and Havoc did. Okay. Um, I don't know, I, again, I, I just don't care about Decay. Because they're trying to push them as baby faces, but they're they act like heels. So would you say that Impact's uh, knockout uh, tag division is uh, what the kids say nowadays down bad? 
I wouldn't say down <laughs> bad. I would say it's. Is it better than WWE's women's tag division? I would say main roster, yes, because they aren't firing half the or That's multiple fair. people of the tag division or trading they, them to. Yeah, playing them on NXT in the middle of the storyline. <laughs> like, I hopefully I'm not sticking as it. Yeah, I'm hoping that Kimberly isn't going to going to find out she got future endeavored back to Ohio Valley Wrestling to do scouting. Well, um, I I don't know. They they've got a lot, like Havoc, pretty good wrestler. Rosemary, pretty good wrestler. Kimber, from what we've seen. Not the best, but like she's hyped up a lot, and like when she's given like solo time, she has good matches. Su- Susan as or Sue Young as Susan, absolutely trash. <laughs> Jordan and Rachel, fucking phenomenal wrestlers. The t- uh, and as I said, Kara and Tasha really good. Tasha is super young, really, really good. So the talent is there. Mm-hmm. It's just the stories aren't. Okay. Yeah. That seems like a seems like an issue in some wrestling today. It it, it, it just feels you like have a, all the talent in the world, but you don't know how to make a story out of it. it. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's it's a bit of that, and also it just feels like the tag titles didn't make sense to come back. Like, I feel like they were more of a reward for mm-hmm. Kira and Tasha just being so good. Yeah. During the pandemic, they're like, okay, here, we're bringing these in. Here you go. Yeah. It, it, and it, it, it's very similar to how I feel like the the WWE tag team, not of women's tag titles, were kind of just like, okay, here, right. Bailey and Sasha, you've been good. The Iconics, you've been good. Here, you guys were, you guys get these. Right. And you guys are going to carry them at different points. Yeah. But then they realize they didn't realize, or they did realize that the rest of the the division is meaningless. Right. It's like it's like getting a bunch of like A list celebrities and putting them on one movie that has like a super high budget, and then the movie like flops at the box. Office. Right. Um, it's that, and then the whole thing with them being like, okay, well, well we're going to defend these on all three brands, and. Then, NXT like, has a screwy finish, so they're like, okay, well, fuck it. NXT gets a women's tag title. And for all intents and purposes, it seems like there's more teams in NXT than yeah. the main roster on two brands, which makes no goddamn sense. And now I see people, like, and this could just be people that just hate on the product. I don't know because I don't watch the product. But apparently NXT UK is now, gear, like, putting women together as groups. So there's people who are like, oh, well, NXT UK is going to get a tag title. And if that's the case, then you're just making titles for shits and giggles that nobody are hurt. Like, I don't think anybody's going out and buying the NXT tag team women's tag titles or the main roster tag women's tag titles. Yeah. So, like, the idea of them being like, okay, well, this is just merchandise and people are going to buy these. If they're not selling on the other ones, why do it on a brand that is most likely getting the worst viewing? Because from all from all I've ever seen, like NXT UK draws awful in the UK on TV. So, what is the point? Right. Like, ha- like 
It's just silly. Like, WWE should just have one tag title for the women. Just, they don't know how to book tag teams right. for the men, and they're definitely not doing it for the women because we can all vouch for that, that the WWE women's tag division is trash. The knockouts, same thing. They've got the talent. It's just the stories that they do are absolutely trash. Right. Move on to the next thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Set up for, uh, as you said, I can, uh, we can vouch. I can say, yeah, I can also vouch for the movie Move On. Yeah, pretty determined by uh, my transition. Oh, well, sorry about uh, that. The first match on the show we have is the Ultimate X uh, match for the X Division Championship, which saw Trey Miguel, PD Williams, Rohit Raju, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin facing off against Josh Alexander for his X Division Championship. Um, seemed like there was some type of miscommunication heading into the match with the commentary team as they told us the opening match was going to be Matt Cardona and his mystery partner versus Brian Myers and Tennille. That was not the case. Ultimate X started the show. Um, and as you would expect from Ultimate X, this was pretty fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some pretty nuts stuff here. Petey Williams did get to uh, some Canadian destroyers, which oh, yeah. I think we were all very happy for. Um, Joss Alexander uh, got... Uh, was hanging from the ropes at one point and got just absolutely obliterated by a chair from uh, Rohit Raju. Two. Two, yeah. Um, we got to see one of the most weird things to see in the X Division, or not X Division, Ultimate X Match, which is where you have to grab the title where every single person in the match um, like a human centipede a, submission. Moves. Yeah, it started on the ground and then it came down and connected thanks to Josh Alexander who was hanging on the top rope and locked in an ankle lock. Upside down ankle lock. Which, yeah. to be fair, the visual was cool. The visual is it cool. just it didn't just make, sense make sense for this. If this was just like a six way match or something, like in a cage, yeah. that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for Ultimate X, I mean, it was a, a match cool that can't be won by pinfall or something. It was goofy, yeah. but it did look cool, I will say it that. Did. Um, I do have to say the, the finish here was actually pretty good. We saw uh, it was Josh Alexander and Chris Bay both up uh, trying to grab the belt from each other, and Ace Austin uh, came out on the outside and went for a springboard to try and snatch it from the two of them, and they both pulled it up, and then uh, basically Ace Austin just ate shit on the mat. Um, and we, uh, we eventually got... Josh Alexander coming out of the tug of war successfully, and so Josh Alexander retained, which none of us predicted. Everybody chose either Chris Bay or Ace Austin to win here. Mm-hmm. So we clearly all uh, counted Josh Alexander out for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought this was a phenomenal opener. Um, this was not my match of the night, but it was. Uh, this was my second match of the night. Yeah. This was my number two. This was this was great this was stuff. Good, this was yeah. really fun opener for the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as somebody, this was the first live. Ultimate Max, we got to see. I thought this was a great showing. And I thought the fans were really good here. This this was the match that I was like, okay, it's really, really good to have the fans back for a match. Yeah, absolutely. Would you, what would you think we would have enjoyed this match as much if it was cafeteria? No. No. Dude, no. It's just so much more entertaining with the fans. Yeah, that, uh, that proved to be the case with AEW the past two weeks. Yeah, I do want to say that um, this is the thing I just saw. Yeah, uh, you laughed. I was interested as well. Yeah, uh, so NWA tweeted out or, and posted on Instagram, hashtag the forbidden doors open. Oh. Um, and uh, who else is exciting about uh, what's going on in the world of professional wrestling after tonight? Yeah, so we, we can talk about that since you brought it up. Um, but it is interesting following the show that we know NWA and Impact are working together. I was kind of surprised that they weren't, I mean, they announced Bound for Glory, it was 
before the autumn match, right? I'm pretty sure they announced mm-hmm. it before that. But they didn't. I thought it was going into the main event. I could have sworn it was going. In. Yeah, because they ran down uh, that right after Gianna's match. They ran down. Oh, the that July thirty first is homecoming uh, on Impact Plus, um, and then they announced Bound for Glory, um, which they built up like it's like, it's a never before type show. Which if all four companies work together, it is. Um, because like Impact has worked with AAA for a while, and they're one of the people that were shown on the thing, mm-hmm. um, and they work with New Japan on and off for a while. So it's just the AEW part with all four of them working together, just a new addition. But yeah, it's weird that they had, we had two NWA people show up tonight. Yeah, so um, we'll get to that. I'm not really sure these are other yeah. matches, but I just found it interesting that NWA is not listed for Bound for Glory. Yeah. Um, despite, again, I should note, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful did tweet out that we should expect more crossovers from NWA and Impact specifically. Yeah. So if those two are working together, I just wonder why they're not working with the others. My thinking is you could have that added on. Yeah. Because we saw with the Slammiversary rundown that they added and changed that promo multiple times during this time. Like they added Brian and the Iconics onto it. That's true. They took out Samoa Joe. and So you could have that. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Just trying to interesting. Yeah, we've got multiple months, so. Yeah. Um, all right, so moving forward, we um, do we have Brian Myers and Neil Dashworth versus uh, Matt Cardona and his mystery partner. Uh, I missed the reveal of this, so... Uh, but I understand a video played before she came out. Yeah, it's um, I just it just came up on my thing. It's just uh, her normal, and then the hot mess version of her looking at each other, and then went right into her green screen. Yeah, right in front of the green screen, which no, for some reason. <laughs> who could have been? Yeah, who could have been? Okay, that was weird. That was weird. That it was just a blank green screen behind them. No idea. Um, but then went right into her video package. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it was Chelsea Green uh, making her impact return here. Uh, which is, I think was a little interesting considering that's not what she was in impact before. So yeah, she was Laura one in this, but now she was going as Chelsea Green. Yeah. So that is interesting. Um, she did have a uh, cast on her arm though. Yes, she did. Um, she hit a Canadian destroyer on Brian Myers. So that's really all I remember. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest thing. It was six minutes. Yeah, it it did what it needed to be. Yeah, um, I don't know if she's sticking around. That's or what she's gonna go straight back to Ring of Honor. That's what I was gonna ask you. Do you see her sticking around? The... <sighs> I don't know. It I, it depends on what the Ring of Honor relationship is. Because yeah. to be fair. The whole Ring of Honor women's tournament, most of the people on that are not signed to Ring of Honor. Right. So you could say that she's the impact invitee or something. Or she's a free agent. Yeah, or a free agent. She can just show up wherever. Um, I, I don't know. Um, if, she, if she sticks around for more, she has to face Deanna at some point. Yeah, or form a team and then bring yeah. or something. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. There's... A lot that could happen, and again, it depends on like what she can actually do with a broken arm. Sure. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Maybe that's why it was six minutes. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, after this, we have W. Morrissey versus Eddie Edwards. This is W. Morrissey's uh, Impact official pay-per-view debut, because he was on Impact Plus. It was like their big... He was on Rebellion. He debuted. Is that where he debuted? Yeah, he debuted part of the DVDs thing. Shit, that feels like that was forever ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. I take it back. I called it. Yeah. Was yeah. he in a match there? Was yeah, he, he he replaced uh, Eric Young. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, well, anyway, so never mind. This isn't the pay-per-view debut. It's but pay-per-view he, solo debut. Yeah, but he is, he is undefeated still. Yes. So he does have that. Hey, man, the, I just, I'm just going to say it, it's weird to see, say that Morrissey as a singles guy in Impact has had better matches than he did as a singles guy in, in WWE. Oh. And his only singles feuds were Enzo and Daniel Bryan. Okay, well, when you say it like that, you mean it's not like Enzo's a ring general. No, but like <laughs> Daniel Bryan is something Bryan, who most yes. people would say could get a good match out of anybody. Yeah. But we most people who saw those matches could but say. Also, you have to take into account his health at the time. That's fair. He was very openly dealing with alcohol yeah, problems that's fair. and not being in the best shape. Now he's yeah. like ripped to shreds. Uh, yeah. Looks like he's in very good health. That's fair. Um, that being said, this was a match. I. Also, don't have much recollection of this. Um, I enjoyed this match. I thought, again, it was fine. It wasn't bad. I just this isn't a match I'm ever going to remember. That's fair. Um, Morrissey won with uh, his was his finisher. So, first off, he grabbed what they called a chain. I didn't know. It, it was something like a, yeah, it just looked like a metal like mesh thing. Yeah. And he wrapped it around his hand and hit Eddie with it, and then he got in and just hit his. Pile driver, which is normally not what he. It's the second time he's finished the match with it now, because normally it's the Easter Crossing. Okay, yeah. Okay. But he finished Swan off with three of them in their match at the last Impact Plus show uh, against All Odds. Yeah. So I guess you can say Eddie, like, the, they're selling it like it was a metal chain. From what we saw, it looked like it was just mesh with metal on it, uh, or like a metallic mesh. I don't know. Um, I thought this ending was kind of silly, considering, again, Rich Swan ate three of those to kick, and that's how he finished it. And Eddie Edwards, who, for all intents and purposes, as they kept on pointing out, is the hardest. This would be like John Cena eating, I don't know, new person that's like if he I'm trying to think of who to compare Morrissey to like in WWE terms uh, like a big Baron Corbin if he ate at, uh, what's his finish end of days yeah if he ate one end of days after getting hit with a metallic mesh thing yeah I don't know <laughs> um, anyway it was a fine match I don't really have anything else to say on that um, Morrissey is undefeated though, and they're still building that up. Um, do you have any idea what he's gonna do? We we talked about this. I have no idea. It, it, it's, it's it's weird that there's no mid card title yes. for somebody to challenge. I would not be shocked if they bring one in now. I think they should. As we as you mean, Angel talked about because their right. roster is growing, not decreasing. Yeah. Like yeah. and we'll point, we'll point that out. No, I, you need to stop. <laughs> I think if they're going to do something with it, like, bring in a television title. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Um, 
out that you can have. You can throw Eddie in there. You can have Cass or Morrissey in there. You can have maybe the person who you could have Macklin in there since they're building him up. Um, you, there's a lot of things that you, people you can throw in there that like just seem like they're just in the mid card and have nowhere to go. Um, we got a brief promo from Moose uh, before his match with Saban, and then we got a vignette of somebody painting, and it basically said, all hail the king, and then drama was written above it, saying, long live or all hail the drama king, and this is referring to Aiden English, the former Aiden English, now known as Drama King Matt. Um, so it looks like Aiden English has gotten signed to Impact. I think this is a pretty good signing. I think he fits the Impact, like... Uh, style um, and again I think I mentioned it to Ryan Joey and Angel while we were watching the show but I feel like a lot of people forgot that he didn't like retire and then he just kind of stopped wrestling and was put on commentary so um, I'm excited for this this is actually a signing I wasn't expecting but um, it's a very welcome one I think he'll do well in the back yeah I agree I, I enjoyed his work in the solo guy yeah and even him with Rusev was really good yeah and he's fantastic on the mic um, and he, like you said good good ring I think he'll again. This is this is who I'm referencing when I was saying there's so many people that are going to be they're adding to this. That and you also have people coming in from other promotions, right? Mm-hmm. So like a, a television title would make sense for this, especially if you right now it's just the X Division title and the Impact title, and Kenny doesn't defend that except on big big occasions, basically, mm-hmm. or the Impact Plus shows on this. So like you're not getting a Kenny Omega versus Rich or. Eddie Edwards on random impact television. Yeah. Um, after this, we had uh, Mahabali Shira and Madman Fulton storm out to the ring, and Scott Demore comes out, and he basically says, normally, I would have security come out here, but I ran into two guys backstage who are more than willing to fight. The impact return of Thin Juice randomly. Uh, this mm-hmm. fits with the theme of Slammiversary, which is anything can happen at this point. Mm-hmm. And I completely missed this. Um, <laughs> but uh, Juice Robinson, David Finley, quick looking at me. Yes. A minute and 17 seconds. Yeah. Damn. To, to be fair, Fulton and Shira are not. No, they were people who should get squashed. Yes. <laughs> it's weird that they're much like they're the big hosses, but makes sense. The weird thing is, though, if they're back for a bit, they're going to go after the Impact titles. Oh, I don't need them in the Good Brothers. It's not in the Good Brothers. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, if they did, like, a three-way feud with them and BBD. Yeah. Because the Good Brothers and uh, BBD are heels, and then you could have Finjus as the baby face to, like, break it up. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Um, that was the thing. Um, then we got Moose versus Chris Saban. I thought this was actually pretty solid. Um, Moose did some pretty cool stuff. They had a big like moonsault that he did, which is again Moose is a big fucking guy. Um, really nice drop kick. Um, when Chris Saban was sitting on the apron, and the fact and like he had to get up there. Moose's drop kick is one of the nicest things. Like, but he had to like get up there because you know the height difference, the height difference right? yeah, of where he had to be. Moose's drop kick is really nice just because of how much air he can get on it and like it, it feels like it takes a while. Right. Like it's a it's like a hard impact on it. Right. I, I love like the I don't know what they like an elevated uh moose kick. Kick. Yeah. I don't know. 
And no one picked Chris Sabin. They got him with the roll-up. That could have been really big if someone picked one person. Mm-hmm. Pick Chris Sabin. Or like me or something. Yeah. I, the weirdest part about this is that Moose literally just announced that he resigned. And like if this was some, like if they didn't announce that and this was it, it like I feel like it would have been like, oh man, is Moose leaving? And this is his and then like you t- take him on TV for a bit and then come back. Um I have no idea where they go with this, other than as I pointed out at the end. Kenny gets challenged by Saban, but I don't know where he'd do that. Illinois. So I, don't think, I don't think he's gonna wrestle there. I don't think Roman is gonna wrestle. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean it's it's not like it's a live show. It's gonna be taped this weekend. Mm. He's busy. I don't know, we'll see. Um It's it's just one of those things where like you've got two weeks to build anything and I don't know what feuds you can get out of anything. I don't know if the mic is picking up the thunder, but we are currently in a very bad storm. Thankfully, our power made it through the entire night. Yeah. yeah. We had a little... There was a surge. There was a surge upstairs. Was there? Oh, there was. I was yeah, say, well, I, we didn't get that. Yeah, no, yeah. the lights flickered upstairs. No, we had the one moment during the... We had buffering. Yeah. 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 But yeah. we were fine after that. Yeah. Um, after this, we had our Impact Tag Team Championship Fatal 4-Way. And Falaba come out onto the ramp. For some reason, during his entire promo, his music kept playing in the background. And he said that Scott Demore said he could find a replacement. And Follow Boss said, no, no, no way, Jose. And no way, Jose Uh keeps his name from WWE. Dude, it's like he's... Back like he never left the WWE. He looked the like he's like fresh off the boat from the performance center. <laughs> like he looks exactly the same. And you know it's funny because when he got initially when he got released right from the WWE, he changed his he name. Did. Remember he, that? And he put out and an his video. look. Yeah. He changed his look, and then he just resorts back to he that. Said he wasn't gonna be going. <laughs> he's like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's weird because uh, so I've pointed out before like the. Impact does like random or like has relationships with like random indie promotions and there's that Lariato Pro Wrestling that they always share stuff like that scary spot where they got a guy on top of a big ass ladder oh, and just yeah. slipped and fell and, all, and ate like almost killed himself. So what's your their latest sh- uh, show that they were, were uh, building uh, has No Way Jose on it, but he's not, I don't think he was listed as No Way Jose on mm. that. And I thought that was weird, but that's how I was like, oh, they're really going all in because the person right before him that they started building on those shows was Cass. Yeah. They were more really weird. So, I don't know. Yeah. And it's weird because he's still going by Kaz XL on those shows. But it's yeah. just W. Morrissey on Impact. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um... Anywho, we had our Impact Tag Team title match here. It was Fatal 4-Way. The other team were the Good Brothers, Violent by Design, repped by Doring and Rhino, and uh, Rich Juan and Willie Mac. This wasn't... I thought this was going to go longer than it did. This was uh, about 11 minutes. Um, but I thought, it was, wow. I thought it was a fine length. It was pretty fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get... We, we finally got Doring and Gallows throwing hands at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have some big boys here. Um, and the Good Brothers stole the win here at the end, and they uh, they won with the Magic Killer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Ryan, as somebody who watches Impact every week, what are your thoughts on the Good Brothers getting the tag titles back? I don't care. <laughs> and I don't, it's not that I don't care about the tag, tag title thing, but this took all the steam out of Violent by Design because they just got these fucking titles. And the Good Brothers have zero claim to this title. They, in, they inserted themselves because their whole reason that they got inserted literally two weeks ago. Like, there's a number one contendership match. Violent by Design attacked both teams. And instead of being like, okay, you know what? Let's have a triple threat match. They were like, okay, we're going to do a triple threat match. No good brother show up. And they're like, hey, you know, we, we fought all over the world. And we're best friends with Kenny Omega. And Don Callis, so we should get in there. And then Tom Kieran was like, yep, you got a tag title shot. And, I don't know, seems silly. Um, Good Brothers on Impact are, I don't care about them. Uh, I think they're, they try way too hard to be just goofy dicks who I just don't care about compared to um, literally every other team in this match. Uh, I, I was... I would have liked no way Jose to get this title more than the Good Brothers right now, and that's that's saying something. That's that's out there. Um, I just don't care about the Good Brothers because they they've had this title already this year. The whole storyline with them and Finn Juice was really just stupid at the end, and now if the Finn Juice are here to be like, hey, we never got our rematch against Bound by Design, we deserve a rematch for our titles. Yeah, you do, but I really don't want the fourth fucking match against the Good Brothers this year. That's fair. That is a fair complaint. Especially when there's more teams. Like it's, it's not like they're lacking for teams. No, they have options. <laughs> Who knows? Um, moving on, we went to the Knockouts Championship match, which was Deanna Perrazzo versus a mystery opponent. None of us predicted who this was going to be. No. It ended up being Thunder Rosa of NWA and AEW. Weird. Um, she came out to her AEW theme song. Um, again, this was genuinely shocking. I was not expecting Thunder Rosa to be there, but that's pretty cool. Uh, match itself, uh, slightly underwhelming. Um, I just thought it could have gone longer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for what they had, I thought they did good. Um, yeah. I thought they matched up really well. Yeah, again, I just wish that we got it longer. That was yeah. my only complaint. I um, thought it, it had, with who, who the two people are, I've, I'll say it, and you guys can disagree all you want. I think Thunder Rosa and Deanna Perrazzo are probably the two best in-ring women right now in, in major companies. And that's not slighting Brit. It's a great wrestler, but Diana and Thunder Rosa, I feel like, are on just a much better, much higher level technically. Yeah, in terms of in ring, yeah, I think the character wise, Britt is the better best. overall package because she yeah. brings, she's good in ring and she is incredible on the mic and as a character. Yeah, um, Thunder Rosa is incredible in ring and she's good on the mic for what she does. Yeah, Diana is really good in the ring, doesn't get enough time in the ring because. I don't know, um, but she does really well in the ring, and she's good on she's good on the mic, not the greatest. Um, 
But if they gave these two more time, I feel like it would rival some of the better women, best women's matches of the year. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. Um, again, I just thought that this could have gone longer. That's really my only complaint on this. Um, but yeah. other than that, it was a good match. I agree. But um, I would say not up to the caliber of what it could have been. Um, but again, they could always do a remix down the line. Um, now that we know NWA and Impact are going to be working together in some capacity. So, uh, the honor retained though, and after the match, we got another surprise as Hardcore Country hit, and Mickey James came out to a huge ovation. The crowd was very into this. And Mickey gets in the ring and basically sets out a challenge for Deanna at uh, the NWA pay-per-view, the all-women's pay-per-view in power. Um, so it looks like we probably will get Mickey James versus Deanna there. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's for the Impact title, right? No. No, you think it's just non-title? No. I'd hope so. Okay. Um, because, I don't know, I, I feel like Deanna's got a... Like, some people might sour on this ring just because she's beaten everybody in Impact. Um, Just say, what's left for Dion? The only people she hasn't beaten in Impact are Taylor Wilde, Kira Hogan, and Tasha Seals. Okay. She's beaten everybody else. Oh, and Rachel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, So there are some options still. Yeah, but Tasha and Kira were focused on tag, and Rachel and Jordan just got back together. And Taylor's missing. And Taylor, who the fuck knows? I I think my guess is Taylor Wilde returns during these tapes. Yeah, I was. I don't see Taylor Wilde t- taking it off with Deanna. I think Taylor Wilde can be another notch in Deanna's cap and be like, hey, there's just another top woman in Impact's history that I've beaten yeah. uh, on this whole thing to her being the best knockout ever. Okay, that's um, fair. Because we're not beating. I don't think we're getting her versus Gail Kim ever. I would love that fucking match. Um, Ooh. Yeah. I don't think we're getting Madison Rain and her. Even though there's a really good story there. No, we don't need to run through every so, other. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know. Like, I don't want Deanna to lose it to Mickey James, who isn't a contracted wrestler for them, on a non-impact show. Because what was the point? Like, she couldn't beat. No, helps out. It helps out NWA. Yeah, but do they need another woman's title on their show? No, I'm just saying that it helps them get like eyes on that because yeah, you do a big title. You, okay, so if you wanted just to have the match, yeah, but I feel like Mickey has to win her return. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see because it's just been so long. Yeah, um, and then we head over to the main event, which is Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan in the no disqualification match for the Impact World Championship. Omega comes out and lays out uh, his three non-impact titles out on the, the entrance ramp, the AEW, uh, the AAA, and the TNA. The TNA heavyweight title. He lays them all out and uh, brings down the impact title. And then we get our match. And immediately, Sammy goes for the pile driver, his finisher. Well, it, it, it wasn't the package pile driver. Oh, it was just a regular, regular pile driver. Yeah. This is immediately set for a big near fall. Uh, we had a two and a half count. The crowd went crazy for this. Um, to which Pat yelled about this and said, "If that was the finish, that would look so bad." Because it's Pat. true. It would make impact Dude. look like fucking. It would, it would make impact look like fucking jokes that they spent spent all this time with putting a belt that's not like on a non. And make Kenny look like a joke. It make Kenny look yeah. like a joke. It, it takes all all of 
Kenny, oh, no, no, Kenny, it's fair. Kenny it's fair. has not been pinned in so fucking long. Yes. To have him lose it would literally like take seconds. all the credibility yeah. that he has as champion. People That's hated, fair. hated Kofi's end of his Down the drain. Yeah. Yeah. Kofi yeah, lost fair. matches during that. Yeah. Kenny has been unpinned for right. like years. <laughs> Insane. That would be that's, horrible. No, that's fair. That's a fair complaint. Also, I forgot that, that also you and Angelo said that this feud's been really good. So to yeah. end this feud on a three second match. No. Uh, yeah. yeah and also it's the first pay-per-view match with Fed. Yeah. To get the world title. <laughs> <that's fair. laughs> it's like here you go. <laughs> Especially as building it with like the new. It would have looked so bad. I do want to say before we go way into this, this match was Chef's Kiss. It had everything. I really enjoyed everything about this match. And I know you guys and Angelo and everybody else that does the podcast does, like Sammy does not like Sam Callahan. This is a really fucking good match. Yeah, I don't deny it. I said it as soon as over. I gave it if, if I was giving like a star rating, I would go like four point seven five. Yeah, yeah, I think they really, really uh, um, complimented each other and uh, I think this was better than um Swan. Just was miles ahead of Swan. Um, this was this. I would say this is better than um, Omega and Moxley from Revolution, the yeah. barbed wire match. I think this was. All I'd agree with that. A better match, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's it helps that it's on Impact because Impact doesn't shy away from going really. Yeah, really doesn't either. Yeah. Look at the lights out match with yeah. Brandon and Thunder Rosa. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Actually, don't. <laughs> no. um, I think that it, this would help because it had a very good ending. It was very good throughout the match. Also, really, I, I think it helped with the the small crowd capacity because it made it feel like it was like yeah oh like I, I pointed out like this the feel for this show felt like it's a weird underground wrestling show yeah it fit the theme of the main event with like it being just like a death match yeah uh, and this was a death match um, Kenny Omega took a pizza cutter to the head very early on Sammy oh, just started yeah Sammy oh. just started rolling it on his head and got him cut open there. Mm-hmm. Sammy got busted open. I don't. What did he get busted open by? Because uh, the chair. The chair, and then and then Kenny oh, got fork. No, 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 no. So Sammy brought out a fork from his leg, and he stabbed Kenny with it. Yeah. Or he tried I just to stab Kenny. Kenny. Got a fork. Yeah, yeah. So Ken. So Sammy threw Kenny into the corner, grabbed the. He had the fork and tried to stab him in the face with it. Kenny ducked and got implanted into the turnbuckle. Yeah. Kenny then grabbed a chair, put it, wedged it in between the turnbuckles, and then when Sammy went through and hit the no, when he hit the chair, yeah, he rolled out. Kenny grabbed the fork. Okay, that's what you meant. Brought him in. We don't need the the screaming. But yes, um, we got forks. um, We got sheet metal. Uh, that when was, was the last time you saw a sheet metal? I thought it was glass. It ended up being sheet metal, which was definitely the safer thing to do. Yeah, we had yeah. cookie, the cookie pans. Cookie pans. We had trash cans. We had a wet floor sign. Yep. Uh, we had the the fork going, fish hooking Sammy. Yep, that was disgusting. Seeing yeah. Kenny put the bloody fork into Sammy's mouth as he's gushing blood. Oh, look uh, at that. Like, yeah. We had, we had the world title getting used later on. Yeah, so I do have a question for we, grossest spot in a while. Yeah, that or the Jeff Hardy. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Jeff, no question. The Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton stuff. That's just grosser. Yeah, <laughs> that's just like odd to look at. This just looks disgusting, but that's like uncomfortable when they do that. Yeah, 
Um, Even though like it's it's not no, hurting it's not Jeff hurting. because so, Jeff I mean, doesn't have it. That's props to Randy and Jeff for coming up mm-hmm. with that because yeah. like, that's a really good spot that makes people feel uncomfortable without hurting either of them. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and then we got thumbtacks. Sammy Ronan thumbtacks. Uh, oh, the other really weird gross spot I should that like actually grossed me out was the Triple H Batista with the nose ring. Oh, where he yeah. ripped the nose ring. Well, I'm pretty sure it was a fake nose ring. Yeah, but like, just like See, piercings yeah, and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. fair enough. Um, we uh, oh, we got a chair with barbed wire. Um, yep. that got used. Um, and then we got thumbtacks. Lots of thumbtacks. Lots of thumbtacks. Uh, we had some pretty inventive ways to use thumbtacks here. Uh, we had Kenny basically use it as pocket sand, kind of, to throw into Sammy's face. Oh, didn't wasn't there something that Sammy got hit with? Like it made him like. Oh, it's salt. Salt. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say that was inventive, if not for the young bucks doing that literally this week. Well, I, well or two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, sure. I also think that there was some nice parallel here to that because we also got Kenny stuffing Sammy's mouth full of it, yeah. like they did to Kingston when they super kicked him. Um, and Kenny did the V trigger. We also had Kenny. This was weird because it didn't really make sense. Um, Kenny put his knee pad into the thumbtacks to stick them in. And then hit a V trigger on Sammy. I think it was just to have like the metal impact. I guess I don't it's know if that silly. would hurt her. Yeah. What you're the the weird thing here was that when they did this, Callus or I think Callus was one of the commentators said they weren't thumbtacks. They were like spikes. They were not spikes. They were thumbtacks. <laughs> I don't know. What but like he was like saying that they were like double edged, but they weren't. You could clearly see. Yeah. But, like if, if they were like double edged thumbtacks, that, that makes sense. sense. Um. And then, so yeah, uh, Omega then gets Sammy up for the one-winged angel and drops him onto the thumbtacks. One, two, three. Kenny Omega is still Impact World Champion. Um, so yeah, and that was the show. Uh, we already talked about the or the ending before, so Jay White came out after this to confront Kenny. Uh, had a big stare down with him and the Good Brothers, and then the show went off the air. Finn Juice came out afterwards, and that's where we're at. I do want to say, so Impact posted a, like a zoomed-in GIF of Jay coming out. Um, what's interesting is we throw this back to the beginning where Callus and Omega laid out all three titles at the top. And as he comes out, he stares at all three titles before uh, looking at his own and coming out. So okay. I thought it, that's a really good visual. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Because um, like you don't need the video for that. that just him staring at three different champions companies felt and then like taking pride in that own oh, I thought it was really good. Um story writes itself for if you do go with Omega versus J for the never, because it's the one title and one singles title left in New Japan that Kenny hasn't won. Did he win the junior? I mean he's not going yeah, back yeah, to yeah, junior, yeah. but like he's won the world title. He had the IC title. Yeah. He, he had the US title. Yeah. So if you yeah, I mean, it kind of does worry itself for Belt Collector. Yeah, it's weird that it, it wouldn't be on another world title like the other three are, but... Yeah. Again, yeah. I think that Kenny is losing the AAA Mega title in next month, so... When he faces Andrade? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'd give the show an overwhelming thumbs up. Um, I thought this was a really great show for Impact. Still not a fan of the 
speed cutting you can if it was unintentional it just comes out looking amateur yeah, yeah. and this is a company who's been around for decades yeah i do want to point out that something I, i've been looking at on twitter is people kept on saying that they heard josh matthews throughout the show like coming over uh they I said that they that. heard jo josh matthews feed into the commentators like telling them what to say you know, uh, i didn't know that. i never heard that at all um yeah um I thought originally that they were saying that Josh Matthews was the one who said, like, look out or, like, to be, like, the person coming out. But, like, people were like, oh, yeah, Josh Matthews kept on coming on, like, throughout the show telling the commentators what to say. And I was like, I've never heard that. But, interesting, interesting. Yeah. It's not like I could be like, oh, well, maybe it was on, like, the Impact Plus stream, but that's not a thing. It's all, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Right, I just looked this up. I see people saying this. There have been multiple points during the main event where you can hear Josh uh, Matthews producing the show over the audio feed. <laughs> okay. um, maybe it was easier to hear if you were watching by yourself, but we had yeah, we were talking a lot. And... Um, I also had my favorite one is from somebody on Twitter who is it is at what a mark tweeting. I like hearing Josh Matthews go over the replays. No, uh, it's like a little reminder of what could, of what could have been tonight. Uh, and somebody replied saying Josh is so much better what? than Striker. No, I think Josh. No, I think, I think Josh, Josh has too many burner cows here. I think uh, Josh has too many WWE is in, in his work, but Striker is just unbearable. I see. I don't think. I think Striker like he's grown on me. Really? Like I could not stand Striker on the show. He just sounded like so overly emotional. No, I agree with that. Like, he literally said like, at points like he's gonna cry. That, that's fair. <laughs> this was not a good show. Uh, no, it was not. But it's better than Josh. No, Matthews. I agree. I would, I would rather have this. Than, but uh, the, yeah. like some of the stuff that Stryker said tonight was ridiculous. Like the look at the little Nancy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. little Nancy. Like he. It's weird Chill. for me to be like, oh yeah, Matt Stryker is such a homer for Impact since he hasn't been there that long again. It's so weird. But he's more of a homer than Josh Matthews has, it, what is on commentary. And Josh Matthews has been there much longer. <laughs> uh, Joey, what would you give the show? Give it a thumbs up. Okay. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it better than last year's. I would say this was overall probably the best impact pay per view I've seen. I've seen personally, yeah. yeah. This it was really good. Top yeah. to bottom, this was really good. Um, we did post two polls on Twitter that got a decent amount of responses, so we can go over that real quick. Uh, Jay White versus Kenny Omega at Bound for Glory. Uh, what are your thoughts? Hell yes or hell no? 89% said hell yes, 11% said hell no. Uh, so it's 46 responses. And as our thing for what did you think of Slammiversary, uh, we had 44 responses. We had 7% not watch the pay-per-view, 2% hated it, 9% said meh, 82% said loved it. So what was the percentage of hell no to? To that, uh, 11. 89, 89 for hell yes, okay. 11 for 11%. hell no. Just I, the fucking marks. So my my reason for the, the hell no, if I uh, I'm playing devil's advocate, is because if you're an Impact fan, you don't want two people that aren't contracted to Impact to be fighting for the championship to like, because there's no big big like, yeah, I want the title to go to somebody in New Japan who might not be in Impact very long, or yeah, I want Kenny Omega, who's in AEW, who's the biggest heel right now, to have the title. It's two heels. Like, who would I cheer for? Like, who do I want to have that 
win that title. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, like if Jace stay, stays, yeah, it, it, him taking the title off of Omega, but then you've just got another Omega at this point. Uh, it is worth noting, this is, I do not see this happening. GCW has tweeted out in response to Don Callis claiming that Kenny Omega is tougher than Nick Gage. Uh, to your fucking war. They have tweeted out saying, Omega, tougher than Gage, at Don Callis. What are you smoking, pal? You and Kenny are welcome to come and prove it, but you have to get in line, and the line starts this Saturday at GCW Homecoming. Oh, I don't think this is happening. It seems like it's just them promoting. Um, but they have a relationship. AEW does we'll have a say, relationship with GCW. I don't know if I, yeah. I don't, I don't see Kenny going to do this. That would be funny. That would be. He's going to win the GCW. Yeah. Just, just hey, think yeah, of the I, people I still, that have just shown up in GCW in the last year. I, I still am predicting that Nick, I'm saying now, Nick Gage is losing the GCW t- uh, championship to Matt Cardona. I do. I think so. I think so. I don't agree. I think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's, it's, if Mox was still present in GCW, I would say Mox is the one to take it off him. I, but we don't gonna, know what. I think that match is going to happen, but they don't need the title for it. That's fair. But they can headline a show and sell out of I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna want the title for it. Though. Yeah, I was gonna say that I think they want the yeah. title on it, and I think Gage beating Mox would be a bigger thing for GCW. We'll see. I also don't know if Mox would if AW wants Mox to lose anything like that. But I mean, like, like, we'll if, see. We'll it's see. not for any. Like, if I, it's not for again, I think that it helps if it's not for a title. Yeah, I don't know. we'll yeah. see. Anyway, thank you for joining us for our review of Impact's anniversary. You can join us tomorrow for our review of Money in the Bank. And then you can join us later this week for our review of AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Week 2. And then Ryan and Angela will be back on Thursday to do the Fallout show for Slammiversary. And I'm sure Angela might get some more of his thoughts on the big news there. Don't forget Monday Night Raw review. Monday Night Raw review as well. Goldberg! Goldberg makes his return most likely. So does the audience. So thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you guys next time. And if this is all you hear from us, then have a good weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys. Stay safe.